show. So nobody can see what's happening behind the scenes before we pop in here. There is quite the party happening over at Louise's right now that involved Charlie. Sure did. Um, oh, Charlie. For those of you who don't know, Charlie is her cat. Who will occasionally make an appearance here. Um, he just loves other people's voices and he um, comes to say hi often. Um, but not today because he scared himself when he tipped over my coffee mug. Oh, is that what just happened? <laughs> I just saw you jump up. Yes, a coffee mug that goes flying. That can definitely do it. So, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> fun. Uh, well, welcome everyone to your kick ass career, to uh, kick ass conversations with Louise and Kim. I forgot who we are. No, I didn't. <laughs> no you uh, didn't. I didn't. I didn't at all forget who we are. We are here creating kick ass careers um, for ourselves and we are helping others do the same. Um, and we like coming in and dropping in each week. And we've been doing so. This is our 35th week. I know, right? We Eight have this months. crazy live slash podcast idea way back in April. Um, and we decided to go for it. And here we are. And here we are. Eight months later. Our four, we invited four people on so far, and we are already booked out into March and April into mm -hmm. 2023 with guests. It is, it is so fun and phenomenal to be here. And I'm glad that we're getting a chance to, we started on April 29th with a, taking a moment for reflection, a moment to pause. And here we are on December 30th, almost, almost fully out the door for 2022 Mm -hmm. Taking some time to pause and reflect. So it's pretty cool. Um, before we do that, Louise, what are you celebrating today? What am I celebrating today? Um, I'm going to wrap my today's celebration into, um, into our episode because I am celebrating us. I am celebrating our community, our collective. I'm celebrating our listeners and everyone who views live weekly. Um, and it's just been such a fantastic journey uh, for us in 2022. It's, it's been really, really fun. And I want to celebrate, like, celebration is fun. So, um, yeah, if we were on, like, Zoom or whatever, I could do, like, the I know. fireworks. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of how I feel. I feel like um, it's just celebrating, like, like here, like, here we are. Holy crap. Look at, look at, you know, not just what we've done. But like, look at the lives we get to be a part of every single week, every single day um, as people create their own kick-ass careers. It's, uh, it's, it's been so much fun. And I, I echo that. The celebration is, is, for, is for us, but it's also for you, the listeners. It's for you, those, of, uh, those who are in our community, um, in, in the collective, and in our greater community as well. Mm -hmm. um, it is for getting to do this with you, Louise. It is, I, this is pure joy. Um, and 
we're creating it, right? So we have the little button down there, the little badge that says I'm creating a kick-ass career. And this is part of that, um, is that it does feel like joy and it does feel exciting. And we get to live in this celebration because it is kick-ass. It is, we've created it and it is kick-ass. Hence, your kick-ass career. <laughs> yeah, not mine. It's yours. It's yours. Right? Well, it's, and it's yours. And it's yours. Um, and it's, yeah, you know, we share a mission and a vision for the way we see the world, um, the world of work, and how we're out to make a change in the way the world works at work. And this is how we're doing it. And like, talk about ripples, like, like we're making some and the everyone around us um, are making their own ripples every time they choose uh, work that feels fun and energetic and engaging and like fill in the blank, right? Because everyone needs something different from work. But this is about taking your power back um, and showing up in as your full self in whatever you do, your own business, your your professional career, whatever that looks like. Right. Well, and I think that, you know, I use the word aligned a lot because I feel it. There's no one template that we get to follow to say, this is a perfect career. This is what I'm meant to do in my life. This is, we all step into this world. We all have our own experience while we're here. We create our own experiences. We create our own lives. And so much of a, so much of the time we, th we throw, we give that power away by just kind of, falling into things and, and settling and saying, hi, Charlie, and saying, this is just the way that it has to be because this is the way that it's always been done. And Louise, I know you and I strongly believe, and what I love is that we have these conversations over in the collective as well, is that we don't have to do things the way they've always been done just because that's the way they've always been done. We actually get to create what works for us. And if enough people in this world keep saying this isn't working for us, we actually get to create a whole new way to do things. Like we didn't go through the industrial revolution because one person said this is the way it's done. There was an entire revolution. There was an entire uprising that changed the way things were done. And we're in the midst of that again. And I'm excited that we are part of that and we're, we're being, we are a vocal, we've become a pretty vocal part of that through the podcast, um, through the work that we're doing in the collective, through the work that we're doing with our individual clients um, all around the world. And it's, it's pretty phenomenal um, to be able to be in that space and say, look, we're making a difference in how we do work and, and how work works for us. We're asking the questions. Yeah, uh, and people are responding. Um, and it's been fantastic to see uh, such a great uptake, um, like in all the things that we're doing, um, because I think we are all hungry for just a different way of working. And um, we got the food, baby, come on over. We have a beautiful buffet. <laughs> Beautiful buffet. And, and you get to add your own. That's that's the really cool thing is, well, Louise and I are guides and definitely bring our own flavor to things. We know we're not the only chefs in the kitchen. 
And so we are happy to, you know, open the buffet to, to really being what, what does everybody want? Um, and how do we explore that and figure out how to make that work together? And, and really that is, in my opinion, that is the future of work. It started with this, you know, everybody work from home. If you can work from home, work from home during um, you know, the height of the pandemic to starting to look at, can we do hybrid? How can we do flex work schedules? How can we, all of these different ways that people start to say, well, this is how work needs to work for me. So I can have the rest of my life, my personal life, not just my per professional life fulfilled. And people are doing it in their businesses. People are doing it with their employers. There is some pretty heavy pushback for sure that we've seen in 2022. Um, you know, with the great resignation also came the another wave of great layoffs and some great reshufflings and a whole bunch of things where, where corporations are push, pushing back really hard again. Um, business owners are pushing back really hard on their staff because they want it to go back to the way that it was because in some way it served their needs. And yet for the it appears to be the vast majority of people, the way we were doing work didn't work for them. And so to be part of that revolution and be part of where work is going, what that will look like and how it can work for more people is, is really exciting. Um, what are some of the things that came out of 2022 just in the world of work um, that that kind of got you excited about where the world of work is going? Well, I'm always excited when, um, when I hear stories or see people who are taking back their own careers, right? And their own journeys and um, really standing up for what they want and, and getting really clear first in what that is and then uh, standing up for it. The things that, that um, I, maybe it's the recency effect, but uh, one of the things that stands out is um, when people use their platform um, to put people back into that quiet space really, really gets me. And so I know, Kim, you and I had many conversations and we had conversations here on, um, on your kick-ass conversations and the weekly wrap-up around quiet quitting and this whole idea of like being quiet um, just really, really irks me um, because I think that we've just been quiet too long about what is not working and to, to have a whole, I don't know if you want to call it like a mini movement, but just to, to address what some folks are doing by not showing up as their true selves, trying to navigate maybe a choppy situation or a very um, unsafe work environment, mm. but then to turn it into a movement to say like, this is really how we should be navigating work. What is just BS if you ask me. And, and so that was one of the things that has stood out um, in 2022 for sure. It's like, like, can we advocate for our voices and not for being quiet, especially around quitting and especially around how work is making us feel. Um, it just, yeah, er, um, very much. Um, but that's, that stands out because it just, it goes against, I think, what we're trying to do for sure. Well, and what's interesting is it's the term quiet quitting 
that gets in my craw. It's like, and I don't know where the hell that <laughs> came from, but there we have it. That, but it it get it makes me nuts because they're neither quiet nor are they quitting. They're just ending their day because they've finished the work that they're there to do. So they're putting boundaries in place. They're healthy boundaries. And we've put this terminology of quiet quitting to make it sound like this bad shit is happening instead of, no, I look, you're paying me to do something. I've done the thing. And now I'm going to go have the rest of my life. You don't own my soul. Like you don't own my body. And that was, I have to admit the, the rebel in me, that's how I always felt. I'm like, you don't, no job. My I own my own business. My business doesn't own me. Right? It's a part of me. It's connected to me, but it doesn't own me. It's its own entity. And so for, for I'm getting all riled up. For for people to have this label put on them and to to make to for the media and for others to make people feel bad for putting healthy boundaries around things. And then to say, well, it's Gen Z and it's the millennials and like trying to label it as, well, you can't rely on them because they're just the youngins. They're not so freaking young, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, they're being healthy. Well, and they're right. They're the majority of the workforce right now. So millennials and Gen Z make up over 52% of our workforce. Um, never mind our next young generation that's coming in, um, right, uh, into the workforce as um, boomers exit and us Gen Xers um, mature. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so really, really interesting stuff. You know, we started the year too, when we look at the world of work, we we, we started the year, um, I, I could use air quotes, but I won't, uh, coming out of the pandemic um, in early 2022. And it didn't take us too long before I think we started thinking about work in the exact same way um, that we had before with um, the recession and with layoffs, with inflation, with just the way the economy um, is heading right now. Um, it, it felt more like um, a giant leap backwards um, in, in how we think about work uh, and the scarcity we feel sometimes around work uh, versus this almost this um, a flower coming out right after a storm kind of thing after a really long winter finding its way through right um, the frozen ground is that's kind of where we were at the beginning of 2022 with all of these possibilities with this new way of working um, and then to get slammed here at the end of the year um, with uh, something that feels really restrictive and scarce. Yeah, it's interesting because the there was there was this huge rush to get back to normal, and I am going to use air quotes because whatever everybody's normal was different, and there have been so many voices around the world of work and otherwise in 2022 that have really been butting heads about this idea of forward momentum. And let's go back to the way things were. Things weren't so bad then. Things were good then. 
And that's just not true. For who? <laughs> that's just not true. Um, it was fine. True. It was good for somebody. <laughs> sure. It, and there are elements of the past that are good. And here, here's the thing that I don't think people, and we can't go back. We have all lived a collective experience that truly changed our lives. We are still in the midst of a war that while it may not be in our backyards, is a, we are collectively dealing with that the, what's happening in the war. We're collectively dealing with inflation that has gone off the charts. We're collectively dealing with, um, with shortages of supplies, of things that we need. I mean, the, the med, uh, medical shortages, like both in terms of being able to find people to care for you and then also um, to actually get the drugs that people need those shortages all over the place. And so if we're going to go back, like if people want to go back to that, then a whole bunch of other stuff has to come forward to meet it because we can't just ignore that we just went through three years that that changed us. We can't. We can only move forward. And once you've experienced something, you can't ignore that that experience has happened. And I think the that idea of let's go back is the fear of, and we talked about uncertainty last week, that fear of uncertainty. Well, if we go forward, if we allow people more freedom or more flexibility or different ways to do work, for work to look differently, how do we do that? And it feels very uncertain, very scary. And yet, as I said last week, it's also filled with possibility. C could it go off the rails? Sure. Could something really cool come out of it? Yep. Probably something in between the two. We don't know, but we can't, we logistically can't go back. We can only move forward. Unless the time machine got created and I don't know about it. <laughs> I think that's a different podcast. Um, One I would probably enjoy. Time. Um, or there's a David Tennant podcast out there too. So you could always pop on over there. Probably enjoy that as well. Right. Uh, anyhow. Um, tell me a little bit about lessons learned for you in 2022. So, you know, we can't go back. Um, but you just said, right, what do we pull forward um, that is going to help us take that next step into um, what is a pretty uncertain place right now. Um, tell me a little bit about that. So um, some of the things that I'm bringing forward with me um, are, are around how I enjoy working. Um, I in the year of 2022 was focused on one specific way to build my business, to grow my business. And in March, when I got sick with COVID and it lasted for much longer than I ever anticipated it to last. But when in March, when I got sick with COVID and then kind of throughout the year, there were these points where I was, I wasn't able to make the momentum that I anticipated making. And yet I kept trying to go back and do the work 
the way that I thought I was supposed to, or the way that I thought I wanted to grow my business. And it just didn't work for me. And I knew it wasn't working, but I also didn't trust that I knew another way. There's that uncertainty. And so going into 2023, one of the things that I want to pull forward is listening to myself on a deeper level with the things that are scarier. Like I listen to myself a lot. My intuition guides me a lot. And yet in the most scary, crunchy places, I, I clam up, I clench up, I, I hold on tightly. And really in 2023, I want to bring the lesson that when I let go, because that in those periods where things wasn't working, I let go. Um, that was when I could see a way through that I couldn't otherwise have imagined. Um, I also see that I saw that a lot with my clients in 2022. And I think, again, it goes back to what I was just talking about, kind of like this collective experience we just went through and now we're processing through it. Um, so for me, it's that, how do I, um, how do I stop holding on so tightly and allow myself to trust that slowing down is going to work for me because it has worked before. What about for you, Louise? Well, my, um, I do this in this word of the year every year. Um, and for 2022, it was, uh, brave, be brave actually. Um, and for me, it was about, uh, recognizing the fear and like, how do I get to use that to do some really scary things? Um, because that's what fear is, right? It's telling me, um, telling me something. So instead of trying to navigate around it or avoid it. Um, how do I lean into it and how do I actually resource it? A word we've used many times here lately on the, on the podcast, but how do we resource it? How do I resource it um, to actually get me closer to what I want? Um, and so, yeah, for me, it has been a lot of letting go of things that haven't worked and sitting in that very uncomfortable space of not knowing. And it is damn hard for me to sit there in that space because I have this grinder part that just wants to like get shit done. And when I sit and I'm, I'm just trying to, right, not push through it, but sit with it and learn and, and absorb and just, let just be, um, it was really hard. Um, but for me, that was like, I really lived into that, into those words in 2022. Um, and although I, it didn't feel like I did some incredible things at the time, uh, when I can look back now, I was like, dang, like, fuck yeah, that was really great. Look what you did. Um, right. Like, look at me, look what I did. Um, that's a lot of like, that's also a lot of like, um, you know, even you and I, right. When we started this whole thing, like 
we planned and we, we kind of knew what we were going to do uh, with the podcast. And, and when we started the collective again, it, because we revived it, right. We, we tried it, we experimented, but it's that whole experimentation thing too. That's all a part of this, this be brave for me is to like, be okay with the experiment and be okay with the F word um, at the end, because there's so much there um, like fail and fear are both four letter F words that I could write, have, I thought I could do without, mm -hmm. um, that profanity, profanity in my life, but really I can't. Um, I, right. Like I, I learned my biggest lessons, um, and make the boldest moves um, when I embrace both fear and failure. And so that's just been um, pretty fantastic for me to look back on 2022. Yeah. I love that you um, circled back on your word for the year. So mine was shine and it was, um, it wasn't part of it was about being more visible and stepping into new spotlights. Um, absolutely. Um, but a whole lot of shine for me was allowing the parts of me that my time in the corporate sector and the nonprofit sector and the legal sector, I covered up, right? I got really good at doing this so that nobody actually saw who I was. They saw this buttoned up and to allow myself to unfurl a little bit and let myself just shine as who I am. And, um, and that was what got me through those bumpy parts. So I love that you circled it back for being brave and leaning into the fear and failure. Um, really hard F words. And I'm super excited because we have an episode about the F word <laughs> coming up in 2023. And it's not my favorite F word, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but yeah, that idea of shine. Um, I haven't done my word for 2023 yet. It's oh, still I haven't either. Process. Yeah. 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 Um, what is your process for um, yourself for kind of reflecting over the year and then looking ahead to the next calendar year? I know this is not your fiscal year. So what is... It, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. So what is... How do you approach that process for yourself? Well, it's still about taking time. So although it's not the end of my year, it is the end of a quarter. And it does have this, I don't know, like kind of meaty juiciness to it when you flip the calendar over to a new year. And so like, why not? Um, why not leverage that? I also do something similar in September, because that also feels really meaty and, and juicy for me and the start of, of something fresh and new. Um, so why not use those those things on the calendar and, and, and set myself up for success as I kind of go into like what it would be my last quarter. What are, what are some of the things I still would like to accomplish? And that for me comes at a really great time right now because I get to look back on what are the things I have accomplished. And like, I am talking about taking the time to like put it all out there, like not with no judgment how big, small, like whatever that is, like, and, and really start to look at that list. And it, it can take me some time to, to create that list. Cause you know, I have 
judgy parts that are like, and eh, it's not big enough or, oh, that's right. Like, what role did you really play in that? Like, you know, those you, those voices um, sounds just like that one, too, um, by the way, in my head. But so really like like understanding like all of those accomplishments. And I think for me, like right around now is as right, literally the new year starts in a few days. Um, how am I like, I want to just feel prepared almost for it by saying like, yeah, like there's, there's a, there is a big list of the things that I have accomplished. Um, but I don't, but I would not be as successful at this exercise if I didn't stop and reflect every week, like we do here, um, on uh on our podcast because that power of reflection in a weekly manner in a daily manner just sets me up for success when i really do want to see all my accomplishments um out there um because i can do amazing things we all can do amazing things we forget how amazing and how kick-ass we are um when we don't pause and reflect yeah and we forget what we do <laughs> forget what we do and that pause and reflection right that and part of it is what we start every episode with is the celebration yeah when so there is something psychologically when we pause to celebrate when we put a, a, a celebratory note on something our brain it sticks in our brain mm -hmm. so it's really interesting because this year um i usually start my process i do it i don't i do sit down i take some some big chunks of time um and and dig in deep in some places once i start to get to kind of the planning phase but in the reflection part i start by saying like just asking myself i put down each month i just say january february march April, and i'm like what is something that i remember either a theme or a feeling or kind of what was going on that month for me and i will tell you mo Every year, other than this year, I have had to go back and look at my calendar and be like, what the hell was I doing? And this year, apparently I was much more present this year than I have been in years past because I was able to pull that forward. Starting with January all the way through, I was able to remember a theme or I got back into that feeling and the emotion of that month. Um, the crunchy bits, the celebratory bits, the the sad bits, the meant bits, like those came back to me fairly easily. And it is because we've been working on having, even before April 29th, when we first started um, the podcast, we had been meeting on a weekly basis. And so this process of just even checking in, of talking more regularly about what is going on and making that, that connection in my life has allowed me to do that reflection and to pull things through. And so then the second part is, so I do that reflection and then I go back and I have my journal from where I started last year, my bullet journal from last year. And the first page in there are my goals and what I wanted, how I want the year to unfold. And like, what is it that is important to me? I do an Oracle card for each month and I connect it to that month. And I go back and I look at it throughout the year, but I, I go back now and I look at my reflection as I remember it. And what I set out at the beginning of the year. And I look at where things didn't always, and I've talked about this with the vision board too, it maybe didn't turn out the way I 
envisioned it coming out, that the outcome maybe looked different. But when I look at the spirit of what I wrote, what it was that I wanted to feel, what it was that I wanted to, to experience with that goal or whatever it was I was going towards, most of that actually occurs occurred in this past year. I was like, wow. And so from there, then I can look at where are the growth areas that I still want to lean into? What isn't complete? What is, and I can start the building process for the next calendar year. But it is that it, that as we talked about on April 29th, the power of the pause, the power of stopping and reflecting on a regular basis. And even that didn't look like how I initially set it out. Like I had carved out this part on my calendar. It was going to be this meaningful. And I started that way and it not, it not, did not end up that way. Yeah. And yet I'm still getting the benefit of it because there's some level of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right now, say it again. There's so much power in the pause. There's so much power in taking some intentional time and reflecting um, on your accomplishments, on your lessons learned, um, looking back at the data that you collected um, and pulling things forward. What is your golden nugget for 2022? Ooh. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's um, the, the, the nugget, the thing that bubbles to the surface um, is really around this word patience. Um, right. And, um, just, um, sitting in that for a little while, being patient, um, not pushing through, um, just to get to the other side of whatever's happening, um, is probably my golden nugget. It's that thing I'm going to pull forward and somehow it influences my next, um, my 2023 word. I'm not really sure how, um, but that's probably my, my nugget that I'm, that I'm going to put in my pocket and bring with me. How about you? What's well, interesting because the word, and I haven't tied why a hundred percent, but the word that has come to me in terms of like the nugget of the year is, is based in truth. So the word is truth. Um, and I think for me, it's because of my own truth, right? Leaning into my own truth, which is that the deep authenticity, not just being in alignment, not just kind of um, making sure that that I'm following my GPS, but living my truth, understanding what I'm most devoted to in this world and living that truth and, and existing in that truth. And then more widely, not in 2022, I in the past have not had tolerance for falsities and, you know, not transparent and non-truths. I just don't, I don't have patience for that. I never have. And yet in 2022, it was as though those things, they existed. Obviously, you know, I, I know a news cycle or two myself and lots of non-truths exist. They didn't affect me this year. Um, they didn't get under my skin in the way that they have in the past. Because, and I think it's because I'm seeing it as other people's truth instead of, you know, this, um, I didn't have kind of this shock and awe feeling that the last, um, six years has affected other people. Um, but there is a, another shift for me where it is, um, 
allowing people to be in their truth and me not being affected by their truth because I'm so fully in mine. So that's kind of what I've pulled through in our conversations in really having the space to, well, we do agree on a lot of things, to having the space to have open and meaningful conversations where we don't have to be in agreement, where we can have our own truths of, you know, inviting people to be in conversation with us and not having to just say yes and oh, mm -hmm. yes, but really just being in our truth. We do yeah. that in the collective um, as well. And so that's really what felt really powerful about 2022 for me. Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, uh, Kim and I invite you to share uh, maybe your word or maybe your nugget. Um, and if not here, we'd love to see you in the collective. Um, so you can uh, join us um, by going to your kickasscareer.com and uh, finding us there. Um, the conversations, the synergy, the, the relationships that we're building there um, are are just amazing. And so we'd love to see you there. So um, put that on your bucket list for 2023. Just saying. Just saying. Um, we are excited that uh, next week on January 6th, we have another guest. We are going to be talking about what does it mean to be authentic? So, right, being in that truth, but what does it mm -hmm. actually mean to be authentic? And um, we're going to have our guest, I um, next week as well to join us, uh, Serena. Serena, I forgot your last name and I apologize. <laughs> well, tune in next Serena week Holmes. and you'll learn all it. about Serena Holmes. <laughs> Serena Holmes will be joining us next week on January 6th, uh, talking about what does it mean to be authentic. That was just authentically me who thought I updated this with her name. <laughs> I am so sorry. We are really excited to have you on board. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in uh, to this episode and to all the other episodes. And if you haven't had an opportunity, you can go back because we are everywhere. YouTube, podcast, um, stream. So check us out. Just do that. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. See you next year. Bye for now.